You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Star Wars Rebels Alert, the weekly podcast after show where we recap and discuss each and every episode of Star Wars Rebels Season 3. I'm your host Tim. I'm Troy. And when I say weekly, I mean almost weekly. (laughs) We kind of had a big scheduling conflict last week and we just didn't have time to give the effort into recording through Imperial Eyes last week. We have to apologize to our listeners for not putting out an episode last week. It just wasn't going to work for us. So we're going to do a double episode this week and cover both through Imperial Eyes and this week's Secret Cargo, which are both fantastic episodes. I'm so thrilled with how this season has turned out and how we're driving towards this big ending coming in a few weeks here. Yeah, it's been great since they've come back from that little break there. It's been nonstop, jam-packed episodes. Yeah, I feel like we've shifted right into the New Hope, Rogue One, that OT vibe here. Like, I've been getting that all season, but these last few episodes, I'm just like, wow, they're really driving towards an endpoint here. And they also announced just a couple days ago that we're getting a season four confirmed from Disney. Yes. This is awesome news. So we know they're going to be teasing and leaving threads dangling at the end of this season to pick up on in season four which is just fantastic. It gives me kind of this breath of fresh air thinking like, okay, Thrawn could make it through this. Could make it. Depends on what we sort of, this culmination, this battle that we're going to see at the end of the season. But it's awesome to hear that we're coming back for season four and we're going to be back for season four during our weekly after shows. It's going to be a ton of fun and I cannot wait. But before we get to season four we got to get through the rest of season three here we're going to jump directly into through imperial eyes it's an episode that aired two weeks ago and it's our focus in on agent callus it is the callus episode here we talked a bit about before when we're discussing the kind of leaked episodes and that and what we thought this is going to be trying to actually we, we don't watch the previews um so we never really have any idea what the episode is going to be about and so we try to like make predictions and you called it that it was going to be callus's perspective that we were seeing from the description that we saw and i really liked the start of this episode it was that kind of first person shooter type thing yeah. i thought the whole episode was going to be like that's this. what i thought yeah that's cool but it really uh you know added depth to the character and, and just the build up to the overall episode of what they did there you know yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool and i thought this was going to be composed of all flashbacks Rolling. i thought this was going to be taking callus through his time as an imperial officer and actually show us when he starts to turn a bit more and i thought it was going to be one of these kind of bottle episodes if you want to call it that where we don't see any of the main ghost crew we don't see any real development or forward driving story it was just going to go back and chronicle callus here and show us a little bit more of the character in his turn but i'm happy with what we got here because this is not only a big callus episode it's a big thrawn episode too we needed this episode we did and he is just becoming such a great character a lot of people are having issues with the fact that he is too smart yes and the fact that he did go into warrior mode a bit in this episode. But I love what they're doing with Ron here. I love how they developed him. And I don't think they can get rid of him this season. I think that they still have to continue to develop this character. And I'm hoping that we do see him into season four. Oh, absolutely. You know, especially in that book coming up soon. Oh, yeah. Need more Thrawn. wait. Yeah. So this episode kicks off back in the Lothal system. We have Ezra 
coming out of the system and captured, I'm going to say captured here, by the Imperial forces and presented to Kallus here. And he is with AP5 and Chopper in his Imperial disguise, which I always like when he's there. And it's revealed quite quickly here that it is a rescue mission. The transmissions that they've been monitoring, they know that the Imperials are coming after Kallus. They're getting close to Fulcrum, at least. And they staged this rescue mission to pull Kallus out. So it's really interesting, because Ezra is still a bit uneasy with Kallus throughout this episode and believing exactly which side he's on. He still thinks to a degree that he might be playing them. But Kallus does prove himself not only in this episode, but throughout the majority of the season, that he's actually true to the Rebel Alliance here. Yeah, he's, he's won me over quite a bit here. But before they can actually rescue him, he's presented to Grand Admiral Thrawn, who seems to be in the system as well. We do have his TIE defenders being cooked up down below on the fall. He knows there's significance to this planet. So Thrawn tends or at least seems to spend a lot of time in this system. And one thing that was really cool here when I start going towards Thrawn's ship is that they call out as the Chimera which is the name of his ship from Legends. So it was never really confirmed in Rebels if his ship was called the Chimera, and they did it here. And I just love that little touch from Filoni and crew that they're like, just pull that back in from Legends. It's the Chimera. And that I just have so good that they're doing this, this pulling in these little pieces from Legends that the fans can appreciate. They've been doing such a great job. Actually, speaking of, you got that Lego set. Is it titled the same thing, that ship? Is that the same ship that Thrawn has? Well, the other one is... um, Credit ship. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. My bad. Cool, so, cool. Um, but the aesthetic of this episode, I'm absolutely loving what they did here. This feels so much like the OT, down to you know Rex and Kanan here in their stormtrooper gears with the stolen Imperial shuttle, looking for clearance codes. The looks of all of the officers on the ship, like just this whole episode, I was like, wow, they're really tightly building into the original trilogy here, it's just in all it. aspects of it, and I just love it. Yeah, it's it's so good what they're doing here, you know, and they just that, that attention to detail too. Every time we get that Imperial base, just the look, the feel of everything, so organic to the rest of the franchise. Love what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And we have a character in here that does make his appearance, his first appearance in Rebels, and we have seen him in A New Hope, and we saw him in Clone Wars. Yes. This is Wolf Ularan. He's wearing the white suit, which you do see in A New Hope. This character is another nice nod and tying and linking both of those eras together. And the fact that they've used this character just, again, makes me appreciate what they're doing. It's the nods. It's connecting this universe. It's what Rebels does. It's what it's best at. It's so good. Are you familiar with um, the, the voice actor of this character? Is it the same one from Clone Wars? No, I'm know? not sure. It might be. Yeah, They okay. do have a tendency to do that. They're bringing yeah. back these actors to have that continuity. Even when we get into Secret Cargo, Mon Mothma is yes. voiced by the actress that played her in Rogue One. Yes, and the Force Whitaker, of course. And Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, they're so right. good at bringing things together. Yeah. And Yularen is on the ship with Thrawn because they're trying to smoke out, basically, Fulcrum. They know that there is a mole within their ranks. We see Thrawn and Yularen. They're interviewing the different commanders. And it's a nice nod back to the previous seasons and into earlier this season. It's all the commanders that have had some sort of interaction with the ghost crew. And so we know that Thrawn is using his deductive abilities to try to figure out exactly what's going on here. And this is where they start to really show who Thrawn is. Like, we've talked a lot this year or this season, Mm -hmm. about Thrawn and them developing him. It's been a really slow burn. I think what they've done with Thrawn here is they've, I think, fully completed out this character. I think that we finally can acknowledge the fact that we know who Thrawn is. The people that don't know him from the books, we get it here. We finally get who he is. And the fact that he uses the art and all these deductive skills just to go into that much depth with this character, I think that they fully 
fleshed out who Thrawn is by now. Yeah, and I think they they really needed to because, like you mentioned before, it's been such a slow burn towards this character that you're kind of like, oh, I need a little bit more. Um, they they developed this character a lot in this episode, and we do get to see more that we've never seen from this character by like that fighting training aspect that we've never seen in the Legends universe, yeah. right? What did you think of him fighting that, those sentry droids? I, I really liked it. You know, it reminds me a bit of the character in Bloodlines that's with uh, Leia. I forgot his name, uh, Christofko? Yeah, or... Ransom Christofko. Yes, it yeah. kind of reminds me of him. You know, this guy is um, quite a quite the planner, like Thrawn in a way, a little less, but he has like some combat skills to him too when we see him take on uh, the Maxine Warriors. Yeah. So it kind of reminds me of that character a little bit. Interesting. That that's, a, that's a nice parallel. I never yeah. really thought much of it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like that. I think Thrawn kind of needs that for being a command or an admiral in that position where he is. I think it makes sense for him to have some kind of combat skills. Right? Yeah, I like it. Some people don't really like the fact that he is combative, that he yeah. should never get into that position where he needs to fight. But I think keeping your wits about you also needs that physicality. To yes. It. Like you need to train yourself both mentally and physically for everything. And I think that is a true testament to that character. The fact right. that he continues to train and the fact that he's taking on these sentry drugs. Yes. And when we look at what they, how hard of a time the Ghost Crew had with them in the past, right. it shows that he is just a bad ass. <laughs> Completely agree. Yeah. And Callus throughout this whole episode too, he really shows his true colors when it comes to his ability to manipulate and his ability to carry out a plan. Right. Again, it's developing these characters very quickly in episodes. We've seen a lot of Callus throughout the last couple seasons. Mm -hmm. And I feel that for the first time in, in quite a few episodes, I finally get what he's all about and how smart he is. Like, he's going toe-to-toe -to, -toe to a degree with Thrawn. Right. And it really shows how smart he is. And I think they did a good job opposing both of them and using kind of the aspects, this manipulation about them to really demonstrate who Callus actually is. Yeah, especially Callus doing a lot of things on the fly there towards yeah. the, uh, the middle of this episode, right? Yeah, and the yeah. fact that he's picked List to frame him and he's kind of manipulating him through this whole episode yeah. and eventually kind of gets to the point where he arrests List as yeah. being the traitor, as being Fulcrum, and uses him as kind of this patsy. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> Poor guy. And Ezra's a lot of fun in this episode. Like, I think that he's really shining in these last few episodes. I think yeah. they're building him up for something big, yeah. both in Through Imperial Eyes and Secret Cargo. I like the fact that he used the Jedi mind tricks on the, that sentry, because again, that harkens back to OT, that harkens back to Obi-Wan Kenobi, who we're going to see here in a couple episodes, or maybe... Yeah, in a couple episodes. Pretty soon. Yeah, you're, you're right. I do like what we're getting with Ezra. It seems like they've gone down the path of making him a little more consistent. And this is like the attitude that we're going to see a lot more of. Um, yeah. At the beginning of the season, we kind of were introduced to like the more Sith or dark side look of Ezra. But I feel like they're going away from that and kind of closing the rumors down that he's going to turn out to be a dark side user. I mean, we never know. Ultimately, some kind of tragedy could still happen. Maybe a lost yeah. Kanan that could make him go that route. But for now, um, yeah, I feel like the characters become a little more consistent in the writing. Yeah, definitely. And even when we go into Secret Cargo, one of my questions was, is why isn't he using more of the Jedi training? So I find that, yes, I think that the characters become more consistent, mm -hmm. but they've almost steered quite far away from his Jedi training. Yes. Like, I, even going back to the Sabine arc, and I know he hasn't had his episode here, and yeah. we're probably going to get a lot more of that when he, we get down into the, the Tatooine episode. Right. But the whole Jedi aspect of him has kind of been pushed to the background, I find. And seeing him use these mind tricks here and use a bit more of that, that Jedi training, mm -hmm. I appreciated that. Because I felt I was lacking that a bit. And the fact that we haven't got Kanan really in I a know. big way in a few episodes. So that whole Jedi arc has been pushed to the side. 
And I'm happy with what we're getting here. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's all, I always like to have a little bit of that Jedi stuff mixed in here. Yeah, we've had quite a bit of lack of Jedi just going further in the franchise, yeah. whether it's in the TV shows, the movies, the novels. Yeah. yeah. I think that's really good, though, because I think that that shows that Rebels can have engaging stories without Jedi. We don't need to rely on a Jedi story to pull people into a TV series. Right. We can do one that is rebel lives people ordinary people doing extraordinary things yes. a lot of what we saw in rogue one that can be supported on a tv show so i think that's kind of cool what they're doing here yep. is that they stepped away from having the lightsabers because clone wars in itself was very heavy into jedi's lightsabers yeah all of that right yeah and it was appropriate there yeah and we're seeing a lot less of that i find in the back half of the season particularly yeah I, well you know it's interesting actually they, they kind of found their way because clone wars started that way and they kind of had their arcs where it was you know clone trooper heavy eccentric but you're right on a personal level or more so a regular person level they, they're reaching out whereas humans or ordinary people can do some cool things yeah yeah what did you think of thrawn's office in this episode it was just littered with the art and this is exactly how it is in the legends universe there's some cool callbacks to older episodes mm-hmm. with the calicori harris calicori and the, the big pieces of art that he has up in there and it's just littered with ghost crew artifacts yes it was great uh sabine yeah. Uh, stuff appeared in there, which was cool. And yeah, again, this just adds more. This this really was a Thrawn episode because this just adds more to the character and uh, restores people's faith in the character that are longtime Legend fans that appreciate like his biggest uh, factor is his art. That's that's what he represents so much. So it is is good. I really like that scene there in his office there. Yeah. yeah. And I know we've seen it before, but I just wanted to call it out because I love what they did here they had ezra using the jedi mind tricks Mm -hmm. and they go into the office and you see the big reptilian art on the back there which is the the salamari which is from the legends universe and these are force dampening reptiles yeah and i love that they kind of did the mind trick and then they went in you can see the 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 salamari there i thought it was really cool it's kind of a nice nod to this bigger universe or the legends universe that they used to have that's pretty cool i wonder if they'll touch upon that in this novel just just to shine a little more light on that going into new canon yeah, it'd be interesting because they don't really ever make any reference to it. It's there. So it's yeah. an it's acknowledgement from the Dave Filoni and all that yeah. that those are there. Those are part of some sort of universe. But actually having them present is something that I thought we were going to get more of. Yeah. Being that he's interacting particularly with the Ghost Crew, which do have two Jedi, two yeah. of the last remaining Jedi. Right. So it's interesting that they really haven't touched on it. I don't know mm. if it's because it's too hard to explain or right. it's a bit too abstract and maybe it's a bit of a way. Like, it's. I wouldn't say it's a cheat, but it's also just showing that Thrawn is smart using these, these force-dampening mm. reptiles. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I like that. And the mission, it picks up. It kind of takes a, a sideways turn from this whole rescue mission of Callus and into turning into removing the planet because they, they find out that Thrawn is getting pretty close to identifying their base, Chopper base. Yeah. And they go in with Chopper and they delete the planet or they move the planet. And it was interesting when they brought up the, kind of the hologram of all the planets. I really thought Thrawn was going to be like, they move that planet, and that's how he was going to find out exactly where they are. Right. Just pinpoint um, it like that. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's maybe going to come out later down the road is potentially how he's going to identify the planet. But it mm. might be more, as we get towards the end of this episode, that's through Callus. Yes. So. Yeah, because he has big plans still for this character. He does, yeah. indeed. And. As this episode kind of winds down, we, we see a turn at the end here. We see a nice fight with Price. We've got Yularen watching, 
And this idea that no one escapes the gaze of Ular. And that's a line dropped or something to that degree. I can't quite remember. But it's interesting that he's up there watching them going through this. And it does appear that List is the traitor. That's who we do see. And Callus kind of expertly sets this up. And this is called out later on in the episode by Ular. And just the fact that everything kind of fell into place way too easily. Right. And Callus elects to remain behind, having caught Fulcrum. And he states a line that for the second time in two episodes is that I can do more good from here. And we all know as we get towards the end of this episode that that's not going to be the case. And we've been talking about this for quite a while here that we think that Thrawn is going to use Callus to eventually find out where the rebel base is. They're going to trick him into it. And the fact that we have Thrawn again here using these super impressive deductive skills to identify the fact that it was Ezra Bridger on board. Yeah. It was the Sabine art and that Callus is actually the rebel spy because he did have Ezra in his clutches. He had him captured and didn't turn him over to Grand Admiral Thrawn. Right. I know, I know you've mentioned this and you've, you've made this prediction about Callus being the one that kills Thrawn. Right. Are you holding true to that? Do you think this is going to be the case now? We know that at some point in the next couple episodes here, yeah. Thrawn is either going to kill or call out Callus to some degree after he uses him one last time to find out exactly where the rebel base is. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one to answer. You know, I mean, Thrawn is just always one step ahead. Or he's like five steps ahead, five yeah. steps ahead of, of Callus. But I still, my only problem is I just don't see who else will be fitting to take out Thrawn. I just don't see the ghost crew outsmarting them no you know i don't see ezra or kanan or here or nobody really taking out uh thrawn so i feel like it callus still fits the mold to do it but at this rate i don't see callus pulling through right i don't think he's gonna make it past season four especially uh at the end of this episode it's kind of like yeah he's he's done he's 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 on the same list as maul exactly (laughs) there's there doesn't seem to be any personal connection at least with the ghost crew, someone that is going to actually go and kill Thrawn. I agree with you. There's no one in that Rebel Alliance, I don't think, yeah. that is going to go toe-to-toe with Thrawn and actually kill him. Like right. This whole inside job thing, right out of the Legends universe. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way they have to go or yeah. maybe will go. But is it going to be at the end of this season? I really, really don't want that. No. Is Callus the appropriate person to take out Thrawn? We've seen him go through this massive evolution of character from the start of season one yeah right through into where we are now right and would it be a nice or a fitting way to end this character have him either sacrifice himself for the rebel lines mm-hmm. or actually sacrifice himself and kill thrawn maybe but that's not the direction i want them to go no. so i'm immensely interested yeah to see how they carry out this callous arc how they're going to finish this off because mm-hmm. This episode, like it was intense and we're getting the Thrawn that we wanted yes. and we're getting a lot of development of Callus here. There's tons of callbacks to the OT. I love the aesthetics here. Mm-hmm. I love that we have Rex and Kanan kind of on the sidelines and that they come like all of that. This episode was really good. One of my favorites in the last yeah. probably 10 episodes or so. Yeah, it's great. Again, the score was on point. Right, yeah. The CG is top notch. And just how I feel that this is building so well into a new hope into Rogue One. We're into getting the there. OT. We're so close. We're getting there, and, and that's the thing. I mean, uh, I know we're not quite there yet. Uh, we are going to cover the next episode soon, but I don't know. Episode four or season four is coming out. I don't see them going past that. I think I think season four is the final season. I don't think we're getting a season five or season six. I just we're so close now to uh, to Rogue One and Episode four. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I, I'm still a bit partial to having them run parallel. Okay. Yeah. To a new hope to rogue one. Right. Like I think that season four really has to work its way into the battle of Scarif that we saw yes. in rogue one. I think that would be a really cool way to end that season or at least have the mid season finale be the battle of Scarif cool. build into that and show from a different perspective what happened in the movie. Right. Now they have all this time to work on season four to roll it into Rogue One, to build up, have the Mon Calamari show up, right. have Admiral Raddus, Blue Leader, all these characters, and integrate that fully. And I think that would be so, so cool to see. Right. But I'd love to see them continue on past. Like, yeah. have these parallels, show them on Yavin base, show them, you know, maybe on Hoth base. I don't right. know. Something to that effect. Like, show what their ghost crew was doing, or at least whoever survives this season, what they were doing during the Death Star battle. Right. During the Battle of Yavin. Like, I think that they could do a lot there and they could work in and expand that that universe a mm-hmm. lot more. Like, we have always seen such a small area of that battle. Like, the whole Rebel Alliance, like, from even what we see in the last episode yeah. in Rogue One, they're not at Yavin. No. That whole Rebel fleet isn't there. And this is one of their biggest battles. You think they maybe would be there. Yes. But this because the Avon could have spelt the end of the rebellion, but they're not. So I think there's so much potential to run parallel, to have the ghost crew with the rebel fleet, with Mon Mothma, with right. whomever, right? Because they all leave Yavin. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, true. Because we don't see them in A New Hope. Right. And so, yeah, I, I think there's there's potential there, but I'd really like to see them do something different and kind of throw us for a bit of a spin here going mm-hmm. into season four and do something different, do something unexpected. Right. Because there's always been this countdown for Rebels fans to A New Hope. Exactly. We're all counting down to that. Yeah. Yep. And I don't think they need to do that. I think there is very creative ways that they can write around mm-hmm. not having these characters show up in these OT films and the, the original cinematic films. Like, That's I think true. there's ways to get around that. And the fact that they drop lines in Rogue One tells me they're thinking uh, about this stuff. I, know. Right? I, I just don't know if they're going to go like a spin-off show. You know what I mean? Different animation, but yeah. still obviously connecting, or they're just going to stick with Rebels. I mean, really, Rebels will work all the way till past episode, well, till episode six, really, right? Yeah. Rebels. So I just want one of those Bloodline characters to show up. Give me Thane. I'm still rooting for one of those guys to Lost pop Stars. Up. Sorry, Lost Stars. I'm waiting for Lost Stars characters yeah. to pop up. Thane and. Ah, that'd be incredible. Definitely. Well, speaking yeah. of the Rebel Alliance yes. here, let's shift this conversation over to this week's episode, Secret Cargo. And this is an episode that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. And again, we, we were thinking, okay, the Secret Cargo is going to be Mon Mothma. We've seen her in the trailer. And this episode, it was a short one. There yeah. was not. It's not really dense, but the few scenes in here just blew me away like literal goosebumps as i watch this my excitement level i am out of my seat for the majority of this episode i'm loving what they're doing it it dovetails so nicely from the last episode with the aesthetic into what their show here like this episode is the birth of the rebel alliance yeah it's a huge episode you can't skip this one i couldn't believe they went there when they did i was like wait a second like what am I witnessing here? Like, yeah. yeah, this is the birth of the Rebel Alliance going on. Yeah, and you think back a couple of seasons ago, yeah. they were so hesitant, it seemed at least, to use the original trilogy, to use these characters that we know and love from that original trilogy. Yep. They wanted to almost pave their own way. Yes. But now they've come to a point where they're just integrating everything. And I, it's just brilliantly yeah. done. 
Like I this this whole series, this season three, season one and two were great, but yeah. season three is for me on another level. And this episode again proves why they've elevated so highly because yeah. of, and we always say it because of the glue that holds this whole universe together right now. They do. It ties in literally everything, and it's beautifully done. Yeah, completely um, agree. I think this 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 season will strive strongly to just to watch it all when it's said and done on Blu-ray back to back because the episodes will just be that much better. Definitely. Yeah. Well, this episode opens with Ezra, Hera, Zeb, and Chopper. They're waiting in a transport. They do have direct orders from Senator Organa, which is a great drop oh, yeah. here. Absolutely love hearing his name. And we do get a brief appearance a from him cameo. Yeah. later on in the episode. And they're waiting for the secret cargo. And we all know who the secret oh, yeah. cargo is. And they're watching these hollow vids. And it's some propaganda from the Empire. But then we do get a video of Mon Mothma. And she's speaking out in public against the Empire. And she drops against the, name. the Emperor. Yeah. She drops Palpatine, which we've he heard in a while, really. That was awesome. No, it was great. Yeah. And it's, it's really the speech is her initiation of a call to unity. And we do see this coming to fruition in Rogue One. And we know she's in hiding in Rogue One. And this episode shows directly why she's in hiding. And she's charged with treason. She is now a fugitive on the loose. And it's really up to the ghost crew to get her to what they call later on the episode as the meeting. Yeah. Um, but before they do get Mon Moth, we have one of these cool Imperial probe droids that shows up. And one of these with the cool looking kind of probe droid itself in there. And they have a nice battle sequence. And as Mon Mothma shows up, she shows up with Gold Squadron and Gold Leader. This is Captain Dutch Vander from A New Hope. Uh, he leads Gold Squadron in these Y-Wings. Man, I was so stoked that they yeah. threw this character in here. And the fact that they get the Y-Wings, I absolutely love the design of the Y-Wings. The Lego just dropped in stores. Nice. It's going to be my next Lego purchase, oh, the man. Y-Wings from Rogue One. Yeah, no, it, it was really cool, especially to see Gold Leader come up and uh, the Gold, Gold, Gold Squadron um, kind of call out some of the stuff that they're not really uh, feeling that the Rebel Ghost Crew is doing, you know, yeah. talking about some of their stuff over... Um, uh, the the starting starting story that they yeah. took down right they called them out on that which is cool to see that these guys are on the same team but the same side but they they still have some you know problems with each other yeah how they handle things we even see that into Rogue One I find yeah is that they're still not all on the same page yes. as these factions coming together each have in their own mind their goals that they have set forward they're protecting their own people yeah. But it's about the unity. And I think that's what this whole episode is about, is Mon Mothma finally going into that leadership position. Because that's really what the Rebel Alliance lacks at this point, is a true leader. Someone that's outright called out the Empire, called out the Emperor himself in public. They needed a public face for this Rebel Alliance to stand behind. And this episode just gives us that in in just a brilliant way. Yeah, they they killed it. And you know, the thing is, uh, you know, I liked Rogue One, but I've didn't feel like Mon Motha had that presence and here they did it. Like she knocked it out of the park. This is this is what I wanted from Rebels on her behalf. So this is great. Really like what they did here. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Ezra jumping into a Y Wing for this episode? Oh, that's pretty it's pretty ballsy though. I'm like, yeah. you you're gonna do it just like that, you yeah. know? Um yeah, that that's cool though. It's great. I liked him with the gear on and everything. It's good. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. It just it was nice connection piece again to yeah. the original trilogy is having Ezra hop into these Y Wings. And they're probably the Y Wings maybe that they stole earlier on in the season. Okay. Potentially, I'm not sure. Yeah. But that was a nice callback to you again. Yeah, that's right. I didn't know Ezra was much of a pilot, but I guess he's 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 doing okay yeah they kept yeah. they mentioned it a few times with the episode they've mm-hmm. taken a lot of training from, from Hera, Hera right yeah. yeah yeah so that was pretty cool mm-hmm. and there's a ton of cool space battles in this episode there as is well. a lot with the y-wings with the tie defenders we get just you know the ion cannons are pretty cool ezra's blown away by them yeah and we've seen this like the the ion bombs that they've been stealing and 
Man, the music again. Oh, and the transition scenes, classic episode four stuff going on there. So good. Yeah. And when they're flying in that nebula cloud. Cool. And we get the introduction of the TIE Defenders, this prototype ship that's being built on Lothal. Yeah. This is Thrawn's baby. What did you think of the design of the ship? Like, we've seen, I think, the schematics of it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the trailer, we did see it flying around. But what did you think of the maneuverability, the graphics behind it? Like, are you on board with this? It does kind of look a bit clunky. A, a little bit. I don't know if it's because of the animation, yeah. like, of the of the show itself or not. Um, I, it's something I really need to see, like, the, like, those books that you collect where you get to, like, um, see, like... Like the designs yeah. of those kind of things. So um, for, for now, I'm okay with it. It's not my favorite, but it's it's still it's. I always welcome like new ships and new designs, yeah. right? Yeah, well, I think this is gonna be the driving force behind the X wings, or when they need to actually get the X wings to take on these Tie defenders, okay. because they make mention that Ties usually don't have hyperdrives; that these have shields. Because usually the Ties are built, at least from the some of the novelizations. Um, I can't remember exactly where I read this, but they're basically just ships like suicide ships like there's no shields I think in it's them lost stars is it lost stars, I think it's lost stars yeah. that mentions yeah there's that, yeah. no shields on them they have minimal range yeah. and they're just about getting out there and fighting and it's not about the, the saving the pilot like these are expendable ships expendable right. pilots and the fact that they've built this tie defender and they've got i think the pilot was from a previous episode in this as well oh okay yeah so there's kind of a, a nice connection there cool and the fact that they dropped dantooine this is the meeting spot for the meeting i was just like yes they're doing it they're going there oh. so because this is dropped in a new hope this is dropped in lost stars yeah. dane kyrell does go down to dantooine at some point and they you know in a new hope they mentioned that it is a an abandoned rebel base right and this is the next step so dantooine is after whatever happens this season with chopper base we go to dantooine and then it's yavin yeah, like but we're getting there. Oh, so we're on. Just yeah. I like I was so excited when they just said you know set course or Dantooine. Yeah, um, but, and it's it's cool too. Like that her presence and this this show's strength and unity is so important to the Rebel Alliance mm-hmm. that they do need this. And this leads to this this awesome scene at the end that I just oh man that that was incredible. And it, you know it's really cool too to see um, Hera Syndulla and and Mon Mothma right yeah. because you know obviously watching Rogue One's spoilers but i mean if you're listening to this i'm sure you've seen rogue one but you get that shadow to general syndula so yeah. this is like kind of like the launch pad to that relationship right yeah. and we see chopper there so i'm just like man this is there's a lot of goodies in this episode yeah there is there's yeah. a lot of just building of a universe right and tying into things that we've seen yes. before whether it's the books whether it's the, the original trilogy mm-hmm. and tying back in even from the previous episode with tying to clone wars like there's so much in here linking up this universe like the thing that i like is that it doesn't feel forced it all feels extremely organic how they've built in mon mothma it wasn't like she was shoehorned into this episode because we have to build into this this made perfect sense exactly what was going on yeah and that's why i love what they've done the last few episodes is that it's organic universe building they're tying into things that were there before but it doesn't feel like it's whacking you over the head with the continuity in the star wars universe yeah no, definitely agree. And I was surprised because I didn't know um, she's going to have such a big role in this episode. Yeah. I kind of thought she's just going to kind of, you know, appear and then go. But um, it's her episode, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And this fight in the nebula is a lot of fun. The CG is great when they start yes. firing those proton torpedoes into the nebula. This is kind of a creative way for them to escape the Empire again. Yeah. And the Ezra kicking ass in the Y-Wings. The whole Y-Wings fight, we get one even sacrificing itself, which shows the importance of Mon Mothma. Yeah. 
And yeah, it's 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 just like this whole episode is on another level. Right. But one thing I had mentioned it just as we talked about um, through um, through Imperial Eyes is that Ezra doesn't use any Jedi skills in this whole no. episode, even flying the Y wings. Like right. he's not using any of it. Maybe some of that is implied when he does set up that when they when they eventually destroy the one tie defender okay that he kind of like puts him in his sights but there's nothing there like there's no usage of the force like i thought that was a little weird yeah that that really is especially cuz you know with the force and the reflexes i talk like as if i have the force but yeah you know they've always talked about like the reflexes that you have to pilot ships and whatnot yeah. from from ray to anakin of course and i think even obi-wan so that is kind of weird that they don't really go into that no, yeah. I'm like I don't know if it's because we're gonna get some real Jedi heavy stuff later, but yeah. I always liked, like I said before, it's like I like them kind of weaving in a bit of that Jedi story, but they seem to be stepping back like almost again in this episode yeah. from the whole Jedi arc, which is interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. They they must be building towards something. Yeah, something so, big's gonna happen with yeah. Ezra. And like we mentioned, so at the end of this episode, Mon Mothma gives just this impassioned speech. And there's this call for unity amongst the rebel cells. And they have some nice scenes where they do transition to the rebels on Lothal. Yep. We see Bale and General Dodana from Rogue One. We see Commander Sato. Yep. And then she resigns formally from the Senate to fight on the front lines with you. So she believes that there can be no more done from the Senate. They have to take this fight to the front lines and have this, this rebel alliance. And this last scene, like it's, I love just they hang and they linger for just a minute before the ships start popping out of yes. hyperspace. So good. You it's see powerful. the rebel fleet amassing here. We see the, the hammerheads. We see the Mon Calamari ships. Wow. So good. It's, it, it's incredible. I'm surprised actually after seeing this uh, episode that this wasn't cut into trailers, like some of this kind of stuff, because that whole speech is really deep. Like I'm, just blown away that we haven't seen that yeah you know cut up somewhere because I'm, I'm telling you like rogue one was missing that from mon Mothma. i think i think that was great yeah. just that formation of this whole alliance well i hear with you because i never really thought much about that like i didn't yeah. mind her character in rogue one but yeah. again when you're saying that now she was she was there yeah but she also like wasn't yeah but like so that's kind of a weird abstract way to put it <laughs> but um I just, I just feel like here you get that impression that she is a leader, that she's brought together the Rebel Alliance. And yeah. you, you see her at the end of Return of the Jedi, and you never get a feel, at least in the original trilogy, for who this character no. was. And you do see it expanded in Legends, but we're kind of in this new canonical universe now. Mm -hmm. And we needed an episode. I think you're, you're, very, you're hitting that right on the head there, mm -hmm. that we needed this episode to show the importance of yes. Mon Mothma and the fact that she is the, the public face of the Rebellion. And if that means her being a traitor, yeah. if that means her being a fugitive and a criminal on the run, that's what it's going to take. But yeah. that's really cool that you've kind of pointed that out because that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, especially even going to uh, Bloodlines, you know, Leia kind of talks about Mon Mothma. I mean, I don't know where she is in that timeline, but you get that sense like this is the Mon Mothma that they refer to. Yeah. Yeah. That leader. So. Yeah. Awesome. And <laughs> what an end. Yeah. Great and stuff. the fact that she says right at the end too, you know, this, my friends, is our rebellion. So Perfect. Good. Yeah. Dave Filoni holding it down. Yeah. Awesome. The birth of the Rebel Alliance. Yeah. These two episodes, fantastic, yeah. I think. Uh, we're driving towards an end game here. We've got the droid episode coming up here. We've got this massive Tatooine Darth Maul versus Obi-Wan fight. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're building to fight night here. Like, oh, yeah. This is going to be awesome. And <laughs> it's going to be crazy. And then we get down to what appears to be Thrawn finding the Rebel base and actually attacking it here. So it's going to be an intense season three, our last couple episodes here. And the fact that we got season four announced, I think that means that 
whatever we get at the end of season three, it's not going to be conclusive. Right. They're going to leave us the same way they left us at the end of season two, at the end of season one. Well, speaking of that, you know, season two towards the end there, um, I think part one of Twilight Apprentice, we saw Darth Maul appear. Do you have any predictions of a a random character that could pop up towards the last couple episodes here? I'm wondering if we're going to get an appearance of Vader and the Emperor. Ooh. With the birth of the Rebel Alliance now and what's going to be either the demise of Thrawn or Thrawn destroying, at least in part, the Rebel base. Yes. I'm wondering if... Because we haven't got the Emperor, really. No, I think the most we've seen is like a holocron yeah. of some sort. Or hologram, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'd be excited to see Vader pop back up here. Yeah. And that could tease something bigger for episode... Not episode four. For season four. <laughs> yes. Because we're going to need some sort of villain. They're going to have to tease something. There. Yeah. And whether they're going to continue with Thrawn, that's one thing. But I think having a nod towards Vader, towards the Emperor, I think that would be really cool just to show them, even if they're on a Super Star Destroyer or something like that. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Or what do you, do you think we're going to get seeds of, you know, maybe we're going to see a little bit of the Death Star? Well, that's what brings me to my next point is I think maybe Krennic. Could we see Krennic pop up maybe? Possibly. Possibly, right? I mean, going back to a couple of those episodes before with... um the uh, genosis planet right yeah. so it'd be neat if he'd pop up um there's not much you can really do with him because we've had a lot of books like catalyst and whatnot kind of fleshing him out but it'd just be kind of neat to see that character in this animation voiced by ben wilson oh, so, be so good who knows yeah, there's a lot of potential there especially yeah. with season four and i'm so excited to discuss the rest of these episodes we're going to be coming back to you weekly we apologize yes. again Sorry, guys. for missing out last week it just just wasn't going to work we yeah. wanted to dedicate the time and the effort to these things mm-hmm. and because we had a lot going on we just couldn't get together so it's going to be consistent here we got four or five more weeks left yeah. um it's going to be a great four or five weeks i'm really looking forward to the end of this but if you guys are also interested in all things nerd we also do our other podcast which drops every thursday last week we did a prelude episode to logan and x23 we discussed their comic book appearances with chris over at alpha comics make sure you go check out alpha comics at alpha comics on twitter you can find them on facebook um, and their website's alphacomics.com we had a great conversation over there with him and then we actually went and watched the movie this past week so we're going to be reviewing that myself troy and sanjay this week and it looks like we're gonna have somewhat of a contentious (laughs) discussion because some of us land on different ends of the table here as far as our reception of this movie it's not the greatest movie all time in my opinion but some people tend to think it is yeah so (laughs) stay tuned and uh yeah stay tuned and check out our thoughts thursday yeah this thursday on the nerd room podcast it's on the same feed you're listening to right now but for now we're going to wrap up this star wars rebels conversation if you'd like to be a part of the show questions comments throw us a theory you can always email us at nerdrm at gmail.com. Our Twitter handles are at the end of the episode, and you can always hit us up on our Facebook or YouTube pages. All right, guys, until next week, for Star Wars Rebels Alert, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts, Tim and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM and TroyTheBoy87. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search The Nerd Room Podcast. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find other podcasts on the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Generation X-Wing, Tumbling Saber, Rogue Squadron Podcast, and the Skyhopper Podcast. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.